Hello and welcome to the first episode of The Stew with JT Brew. I'm your host, Justin Taylor. Here in The Stew, we're going to be talking about all kinds of things uh, throughout the year, different landing spots uh, for IDP, for Devi, uh, rookie rankings. We're just going to go through a whole mix of things and talk a little bit about everything uh, throughout this for this show, we're going to be talking about landing spots for the 2023 rookie class. Where do we want to see some of these stud rookies go, and where do we think they'll end up? Stick with us here. Hit the like and subscribe bus, uh, button when you can. Thanks, and stick with us. We're in the uh, you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery of the leaderboard. Quite obviously not a scrub to start an institute. Make evaluations like a commissioner do. It's to the point your wife make you watch in a different room. Update your roster and pick and choose when you get some news. Not much that we enjoy more than sifting through sifting through new statistics to make it to our end zones through different groups. Universities, institutes, down to homies who click in groups. I introduce you did this do with JT Brew. Welcome to the stew with JT Brew. Thank you to my two co hosts tonight, Sam and SC. I appreciate you guys joining me. Uh, pumped about the first show, the very first episode ever of the stew with JT Brew. So I th- appreciate you guys hanging out here as we're going to get into it here pretty quickly. The first thing we're going to do is we're going to get into quarterbacks. The first guys we're going to talk about kind of where do we like to see these guys say, not where we think they're going to get drafted, not where we think they're going to go, but where do we want to see them as fantasy football players? Where do we want to see these guys go? Sam, we'll start out with you. CJ Stroud, where do you, where do you want to see them? So before I get into Stroud, I just want to say awesome freaking intro video, man. I was bobbing my head the whole time, and I would listen to that song outside of this show. So hats off to the the local rapper you said that produced that song for you. Yeah, Chase, Chase Baby. Look him up on chasebaby.bandcamp. All kinds of awesome raps. The guy is a stud. He's from Champaign, Illinois. So go ahead and check him out. And thanks again to him. Uh, hook me up with that rap, putting that together for me. So for CJ Stroud, the fantasy spot that I would like to see is the Seattle Seahawks. I think for Stroud, when it comes down to it, Stroud is probably the best thrower in this class, in my opinion. I think he can fit the ball into the tightest windows. So if you could pair Stroud with Metcalf and lock it for the foreseeable future, or you know, lock it may leave, but, but Metcalf's is going to be there. And I just think that would be dynamite for fantasy. I would love to see him go there. Um, I don't think he would start this year. And it's not necessarily where I think he's going to go, but the upside would be crazy for Stroud if he landed in Seattle, I think. What about USC? What do you think, uh, CJ Stroud, where do you like to see him land? Uh, Oh, uh, we lost SC there for a second. Uh, We'll see if it kicks back in. Yeah, there he is. There we got him back. So, um, yeah, sorry, I've been having some camera issues here. But, no, C.J. Stroud, man, I mean, top quarterback in the class. Uh, I think you got to go with the Carolina Panthers. I mean, with where he's – I like that fit in general because he has some veteran guys in Adam Thielen. He has LaVisca Chanel. He has Terrace Marshall. They brought in Hayden Hurst. They have Miles Sanders. Just a nice little package for a rookie like him to just go in there and make everyone else shine, you know. You've seen him work in heavy wide receiver rooms. And I wouldn't say these are, like, elite guys, but these are guys that – we've been waiting to see what they do, right? In like a LaVisco or like even a Terrence Marshall. So having someone like Stroud that can feed all his weapons will be exciting. I I would love to see him in Carolina. Yeah, I like both those landing spots for me. As a personally, as a cold season ticket holder and fan, I'd love to see him in Indy. I just think that he just elevates that offense. I think he's the guy comes in as a starter from day one. And I just think he's a guy who, in that type of offense with those, when that, Team is healthy. Jonathan Taylor running the ball. Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce. Hopefully they add another wide receiver weapon. And then the upside of like Jelani Woods at tight end. I just feel like he steps in there, immediately makes that team better, makes them contenders in the AFC South. And and uh, and I just think with those weapons, they're not going to ask him to do too much, but I definitely think he, he becomes a, a fantasy-relevant quarterback as a rookie. So I like that spot to him. Uh, SC, let's go back to you. Uh, Bryce Young, where's your favorite landing spot for Bryce, the Alabama quarterback? So he he's 
the size matters to me, right? So he's not one of my uh, – he's, you know, behind Hendon and behind Anthony Richardson for me. But I like him at two to the Houston Texans. The reason being is because that team is missing a leader. And when I look at the leadership capabilities of these quarterbacks, I see Bryce Young as one of those top guys, though, for that trait. And I feel like if he goes somewhere like that, he has the ability – to just take control of the team, and he knows it's his team. There's no questions about it. It's going to be his team. Everyone's going to follow him because there is no natural leader on that offense. So I think Bryce Young could just thrive there, and they'll be able to play around with him and, and see what he can do on the field and say, hey, this is yours, and you got to showcase everything you got, and there'll be a great opportunity for him. Uh, it looks like JT is muted. But oh, I'll sorry. So I was muted. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, yeah, Sam. Yeah. Jump in there and, uh, and tell us what you think about uh, uh, Bryce. Yeah. I, I think for Bryce, for me, I just – this might be one of the only ones in this exercise that I think I just went with where he's going to land. And I just went with Carolina. I, I think he's going first overall. Um, so I didn't want to get myself excited by being like, oh, yeah, like what if Bryce falls to the – the Colts or what if the Titans get him or what if anything, I think he's going to Carolina and I think he's a great fit for, for Frank Reich, man. I, I, I do really believe that Reich is, he's made all the QBs around him better. I mean, you look at all of his stats, Carson Wentz before he had him to Carson Wentz the year with Reich, his interceptions went down, Phillip rivers interceptions went down. And so I just think Carolina is a good spot for, for one of these QBs to develop, you know, they're not going to have that alpha weapon yet, but I think they have enough guys that you can develop in Carolina and then next year and the year after they can add that, you know, they can add that Steph Diggs like like Josh Allen got or they can make that move and it doesn't have to be this year. Yeah, I'm always worried about these rookie quarterbacks just end up on terrible teams getting crushed and then just losing their confidence and, and just crushing their careers. <clears throat> I like Carolina, like you said. I think Carolina's a good spot for them because they're putting guys around them. I don't think they're going to be a terrible team by any means, so I think that helps out there. SC, like you said, with Houston, now I think Houston's going to be bad, and usually I would be really worried about them there. The only reason I'm not as worried about them there is I feel like that is the perfect – chance for a team to like build the whole team around your QB, you know, figure out what he does best. What kind of wide receivers do we need to pair with them? What kind of running backs do we need to pair with them? So I I'm like you two guys. I, I kind of like those two spots. Uh, those are probably my fa favorite landing spots. I don't think he ends up getting to the Colts, but I, I wouldn't mind him at four for the Colts either. I think that's a, a pretty decent uh, landing spot for him now. So guys that I think, can totally matter on landing spot completely is Anthony Richardson, the quarterback, the sophomore quarterback out at Florida, a guy that people are saying needs a lot of time. Other people are saying doesn't need any time at all. So saying, you know, you get him in there, let him play, see what happens. Uh, Sam, what are you thinking on uh, AR? Where do you think he ends up and, and, and where's the, where's a good spot for him fantasy wise? <laughs> I think for, for Richardson, I went ahead and chose Tennessee. And I think my mindset was we all think that Derrick Henry is moving on from the Titans. And so what is that Titans offense going to look like once Henry moves, whether it's this year if he gets traded or whether it's after his contract's up and he moves on, right? And I think I just was trying to think about this exercise in a different way and be like, you know, maybe they don't replace the rushing production at the running back position but instead they just focus on quarterback similar to with the way that the Carolina offense ran when Cam was there right Cam was the offense and what did that lead to it it led to a lot of points a lot of fantasy points for Cam Newton right whether you thought he was a good real life quarterback or not he had a lot of fantasy points he had the MVP season and um I think fantasy-wise, it could work out really well for Richardson in Tennessee. Um, you know, I don't necessarily know if that's the pick that's going to happen tomorrow night if Richardson goes in the first round, which it seems like he's going to go. But fantasy-wise, I think that could be super fun, and I would love to see it. How about USC? What do you, where do you like to see AR hit? 
Um, I, I like the Colts. And for everything you really said about Stroud, just Frank Wright knows how to develop those quarterbacks. And, yeah, he's probably the one quarterback that needs the most help as far as developing. But, man, that offense is loaded, and he has the talent to just – do crazy things, phenomenal things, it looks like, in the pros, right? So throw up the ball, throw it to Jelani Woods, Mo Ali Cox, Michael Pittman, Alec Pierce, all these giants he has at receiving options. Plus, you have a solid young running back in uh, Jonathan Taylor, you know? So I, I think the Colts would just be – to me, that would be the dream matchup because I would try to take AR everywhere because I think that will be the most successful spot for him. And because of going there – he will easily become that that QB one of the class just with what he can do with the talent around him. Yeah, I agree with you there. My, I mean, Stroud to the Colts is my favorite landing spot. I mean, that's what I want to see. But if it isn't Stroud to the Colts, AR is my number two guy. I would love to see him at the Colts just for the reasons you said. A, a, an intriguing spot for fantasy for me is AR to the Atlanta Falcons. And the reason I say this is they've got decent weapons around them with Drake and Pitts. You figure they're going to add some more guys in in this draft. But look what Mariota did fantasy-wise last year. Now, in regular 1QB league, you're not he's not even on your roster. But in a super flex league, a deep super flex league, Mariota was pretty playable. And he had, I think it was almost 700 yards rushing last year for Atlanta. Now, if Mariota's doing that at this point of his career – what could AR team do on a team that is completely run first, where they're pounding the rock, running with him? I just think he immediately in Atlanta becomes fantasy relevant year one. I just think he becomes playable and a guy that you can score. And and I just I would love that landing spot. I don't know what's going to happen, but I just think for pure fantasy purposes, I would love to see it. Uh, the next guy up on the list for us is Will Levis. Now, this is a guy that I'm, I, I've always, I've been out on Will Levis the, the whole time here. I, I don't see the upside of him, but if we got to take him, we're going to see him in a super flex. Where do you want to see him drop where you think that, Hey, I'm taking Will Levis in the first round. And I think he's going to be playable either this year or in the near future. Sam, start us off. Uh, so for Levis, I'm, I'm going to piggyback on the landing spot you just had for Richardson, but I'm going to give it for Levis, and that's going to be Atlanta. Um, like you, I do think Levis is going to be a high-risk draft pick. Uh, you know, if I'm, if I'm picking in the top five picks in my rookie draft, I'm not targeting him. But, you know, if you're in the second half of your first round, sometimes you got to take a shot on those QBs and go for it. Now, I think Atlanta would be a good spot for Levis because – the knock on Levis is that he's a little inconsistent passing, right? Um, so what's the best thing for an inconsistent passer? How about Kyle Pitts and Drake London, who you don't even have to throw it that close to them. They can go get that ball for you. So similar to what you guys were saying, the Colts with your landing spots, it's like weapons are a rookie QB's best friend. And, and Atlanta has them, Indy has them, or like I said, Seattle earlier, Seattle has them. And, any spot with weapons is what would make any rookie's landing spot a dream from a fantasy perspective because that's all you want, right? You want someone to throw the ball to. So that's all we're asking for. Yeah, I mean, um, when it comes to Levis, uh, you know, I will say I'm Team Ritter. I do like Desmond Ritter, but I do I would take Anthony Richardson, CJ Stroud, Bryce Young possibly even Will Levis over him. So uh, I'm not mad at any of those going there. Uh, but for Levis, I would say the Raiders. You know, the, the knock is his inconsistency, right? Well, why not go to a journeyman quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo to teach you how to control the field, teach you how to be a better passer on the short routes and things like that. Plus, he has arguably the top wide receiver in the game with Devontae Adams there. You know, so I think that would be a great landing spot from him. Even if he's not going there to start day one, he's going there to learn from Jimmy Garoppolo. And if he does start day one, Jimmy Garoppolo is probably the best backup you can have in the league because he has that Super Bowl experience, that playoff experience, that leading the team down the stretch experience. And that's something that Levis could benefit from. So if he goes to the Raiders, I would actually enjoy that for him. Yeah, I have to agree. I think the Raiders is probably my number one landing spot for him. I just think that's a, a place where they they would let him grow and let him use that big arm. And and I think they wouldn't expect him to be, you know, the 
the savior right away. So I think that's a good spot for him. I also think if the tech, if the Texans want to maybe go there, same thing as Bryce Young, I think it's a, a longer rebuild, but a team that already doesn't think they're going to be great next year. I think Levis is a decent spot to put him there. Uh, let him learn, figure it out. And, and obviously you're not putting too much on his shoulders uh, right off the bat. Uh, we've got a comment here. Uh, Cody says, Vrabel just doesn't seem like an AR type of guy. I can totally see that, but I think sometimes when it comes to QBs, I think it's more the owners that really in the general managers are making these decisions over coaches. I know sometimes they want to get the coaches involved, but I, I, I think sometimes uh, Vrabel, I, I could see them going over his head and saying, hey, this is the guy we like. This is who we want. What do you guys think? Yeah, I, I think it could go either way. Um... I am a, I'm a Tennessee fan. That's my team. I love Rabel. And I, I definitely half agree with what Cody was saying as a Titans fan. It's not necessarily the move that I want them to make, but I think if it did happen, I believe that the fantasy production could be there just because we've shown that Tennessee has a commitment to just pound the ball. And if you're pounding the ball with your quarterback, he's going to rack up some points, even if he's not very good, like, which we think Richardson can be, but I just think he has a higher floor if, if you know, if he's the guy in Tennessee, but I 100% see what Cody's saying. So. Yeah. Cody also asked, what about Washington? Um, as far as AR is concerned, I don't love the Washington lane spot. He's got good wide receivers there, but I want more of a team that's going to ground and pound, uh, do that. I, I think he hurts all those other guys' fancy values. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't want to see him at Washington because I think he hurts McLaren and he hurts Dotson. Uh, but Levis on the other side, I think he could work in Washington. The only reason I don't like it is I'm a Sam Howell guy. I'd rather just let him see Sam Howell. I feel like Levis and Howell are very similar type of players, and I'd rather just see him give uh, Howell a chance there at Washington this year as opposed to drafting a guy that's, that feels very similar to me. Yeah. Uh, last QB of the draft everybody's talking about, maybe he might sneak into the end of the first round. Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker, late injury, uh, knocked him out of the Heisman race. The ACLs kind of pushed him down rankings here. But all of a sudden, we get the last couple of weeks before the draft here, and everybody's starting to talk about Hendon Hooker again. So now all of a sudden, it's, it's, is somebody going to trade back into the first round and grab him at the end of the first round? Where would you guys like to see Hendon Hooker? Uh, go ahead, Sam, start us off. Uh, so – Following the way we've been doing this, I do think there's only a certain amount of QB landing spots, which I think is why we've all kind of been bouncing around with different guys in different spots. So I'm going to tail on the Raiders landing spot, but I'm going to do it for Hendon Hooker this time. Now, with that being said, I'm not implying that this would happen with their top 10 pick, but maybe they trade back in later to do a similar thing like we discussed with Levis, which is put a guy behind Jimmy G who doesn't have to play right away. Maybe he's not healthy. Maybe he is, but he can sit there. And as long as they have Devontae Adams, I think Jacoby Myers and Renfro are good two and threes. So he would have the weapons. And, you know, I, I don't think McDaniels has shown that he can do what he did with Brady in other spots, but this is fantasy football and not real life. So um, I think Hooker has a chance if he goes there. I wouldn't hate it as someone who, if I already had Hooker on my team or if I'm targeting Hooker, you know, early second round, like I think he's going in a lot of dynasty drafts. That's really all you're hoping for, right? Is It's a chance to start. It's not a guarantee, but I would take it. Yeah, see, what do you like to see Henning uh, land at? Um, no, nah, I mean, I like the Raiders landing spot simply because, uh, you know, the bridge reason, you know, you want to, I, I think he's someone that he's not going to start day one. So you want a solid quarterback to be the bridge. And for that reason, I say Seattle, they have two picks in that first. So their second pick, if Hendon's able to slip in there, why not? Geno Smith had a fantastic year last year, but that's also like a, a once in a time kind of year for him possibly in his 11 year career he's only been fully healthy twice and that one of those years was last year so it's possible that something may happen to him and Hendon Hooker can go right in there and just pick up the same beat that Geno Smith left not to mention he also has Tyre Lockie and DK Metcalf kind of similar to a uh, Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman so he kind of still goes into a similar kind of role in a sense with those uh wide receivers on the side and again he can just pick it up same where Geno left off 
Yeah, I wasn't really thinking about Seattle, but I'm loving your points there. He feels like a younger, more talented Geno. Mm-hmm. He really does now that you make that point. And they've got a good team. And I think that is the key when I see some of these uh, quarterbacks. I want to see them on a decent team so that they, you know they have fancy upside. So I really, really love that uh, landing spot of Seattle SC. I think that could be a good one. One that I kind of like, it wouldn't help you at all this year, but for the future, I kind of like Minnesota Vikings. Give him a chance that he could replace Cousins, who's on his last year of his contract. Maybe he does it next year or the year after. But would you see that team with Justin Jefferson, TJ Hawkinson? He's already an older quarterback. He's already 25. So you feel like he's got experience. He can come in. He played in the SEC. He could come in, and he wouldn't look like a rookie right away if he didn't start until uh, 2024. I just think that would be stinky. If I saw him go to the Vikings – I would be interested in grabbing him at the end of the first of my fancy rookie drafts. You know, I think especially after people saw what happened with uh, Jalen Hurts a couple years ago, getting drafted in the second, you know, I'm thinking, you know, everybody's like, why are they taking him in the second when they have wins? Now you got to start thinking about something. Hey, why would they take Hennon Hooker in the first or the second round if they got cousins? So that, I, lo- I love that idea. I just think that could be a, uh, an awesome landing spot uh, for him. Uh, Cody says, uh, <laughs> here we go, JT. He's liking that. So that's, that's what I like. He likes that one. I like it too. Uh, now this is going to be an interesting one. This is going to be, you know, what is going to be debated big time. Let's get into the running backs. Uh, SC, let's start it off. Where do you want to see the man, the myth, the legend? Everybody's one, one B. John Robinson. Where is the ultimate landing spot? We know he's good. We know he could be good anywhere, but where would he just crush it for you? So rumors, these are just rumors, have circulated. It was mentioned earlier that Henry might not be a tight end next year. Rumors circulate, hey, he might get traded to the Philadelphia Eagles. Whatever it may be, he's older, but he still has. He still shows all that physical capabilities to do that. If the Titans trade Derrick Henry, they got to get Bijan. And you're just going to go in there and just repeat that. Bijan's just such a beast. And in that running game, that workhorse role that he would get, like Derrick Henry got, it would just be phenomenal. And not to mention, he's a good pass catching back too, which is something Derrick Henry lacked on. So he might be a little bit more utilized than what you see in Derrick Henry. And so if we're talking dream spots, if they get rid of Derrick Henry, that would be the dream spot for me is Tennessee for Bijan. I love that. Sam, what do you think? Uh, In a similar vein to kind of what SC was saying, I'm going to go with the Cowboys for for Bijan. Now, I think you have to add this note on that it could be a tough first year where he might not put up RB1 numbers because Pollard is going to still be there for this year under the franchise tag. But we saw last year that that even Zeke and Pollard were both able to coexist. And so if Zeke was able to be an RB2, who's to say that Bijan can't top those numbers on the same amount of touches in that offense? Um, I do think you have to kind of worry with Kellen Moore leaving. We... You know, we all used to make fun of McCarthy in his late years in Green Bay. So so what's going to happen with the Cowboys offense? But they got a good line, a good quarterback, a good wide receiver. And I think why I would love Bijan to the Cowboys, other than it just being an awesome story of him getting to stay in Texas, is that you know if Jerry Jones gets his hands on Bijan, that dude is going to be there for six, seven years. And it's just going to be Zeke 2.0 four RB1 seasons, and you can just ride that to the bank in Dynasty. Yeah, I like both those landing spots. A spot where I think he maybe doesn't get used as much, but his usage is great. His it's just his yards per carry, uh, his touches are just utilized perfectly, is the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe Mixon's gone, great offense. Uh, I just think he goes in there and he's uh, you know 10 times more productive Mixon than Mixon was last year. I just think that's a great spot for him as far as, you know, keeping him healthy. A guy can put up good numbers. Now the other spot I think would be huge for him. And this is going old school. Like we're just going to pound the rock 300 carries a year. Is if he ends up in Atlanta where the Falcons are, they love to run the ball. They have shown that they want to do nothing but run the ball as much as possible. I know eight seems kind of high for a, for a running back these days, but if they did slide back and take him, I mean, I, I am excited because is Atlanta going to be good? I have no idea, but is Bijan going to get a million touches? 
I think he would in that offense. So that that's one of those that I would be excited about him on there just for the usage. Uh, but I but I agree kind of what you guys said. Um, if he ends up a couple of these other situations, that might be a Jonathan Taylor to the Colts situation where his rookie year, he just kind of got about half the carries the first half of the year that kind of broke out at the end. But uh, I, I can't see a spot where Bijan ends up where people are out on Bijan. So I, I don't think that's it. I just think at this point, it's like, what, what's the max best possible outcome for him? And so I think, I think all those landing spots uh, are pretty solid spots. So let's move on to the number two RB in most people's minds, Jameer Gibbs running back out of Alabama. Um, the guy can catch, he can run. Everybody is talking about him being that guy that everyone wanted James Cook to be from uh, from Georgia last year. Uh, we'll start with Sam. Where do you want to see Jamar Gibbs? Where do you think uh, Gibbs really, really comes out and crushes it as a fantasy running back? Uh, so for Gibbs and his spot, I went and reached a little deeper. I, I tried to pick somewhere that I haven't been seeing as much. Um, about Gibbs, you know, we've been seeing him to a lot of teams, you know, if you're on Twitter all the time, you're seeing all these guys talk about it. And I went with the commanders for Jameer Gibbs. Um, just try to switch it up a bit and, and throw a different landing spot out. But I do think with Enemy coming over there, we saw how effective even a, you know, a, a role player like Jarek McKinnon was on the Chiefs last year. And if Gibbs can be utilized in a very similar role to McKinnon, but he's, you know, he's more athletic, he's younger, he, he's faster, he might break a couple more long plays. Um, he could easily be a, a top 10 guy, a top 15 guy in that offense. Um, I guess some people might say that if a running back goes to Washington, he has some competition, but I'm not super worried about Brian Robinson. I do like Gibson, and I try not to hate on the guy, but I think we all know Rivera is going to let him walk once that once that rookie deal's over. So I think the commanders would be fun for Gibbs. And um, I just think he could touch the ball a lot, you know, and I think he would get a lot of catches. And and that's what that's what matters in fantasy, man. Like a catch is more valuable than a carry for running back all day. Yeah, I see. What do you like to see Gibbs land? Yeah, that's an interesting spot. But I do agree that he could definitely be the the running back that no one's paying attention to. And because of that, he can definitely get some um, heavy yardage there at Washington. So I like that. Um, I went with Miami and I know that's a place where they sign all of their running backs, but if we're being real, the Miami offense is a, a fast tempo offense. They're on the field and Gibbs would be easily the fastest running back out of that room. And I think he would just excel all around the field. Like they would have fun with just moving him around in different pieces and letting him have the ball in his hands and make the plays. So uh, if he went to Miami, they don't have a first round pick. So I think the first one's in the second round. So, and that, that's to me is somewhere where Gibbs can fall. And I think that's somewhere where they would definitely utilize him in the right situations and know how to get the most out of him. Yeah. I love that. It just feels like with, Waddle and Tyreek Hill, doesn't he just kind of feel like he matches with those guys? They're like the triplets together. I feel like he would be awesome in Miami. A spot that I uh, I think, and, and I have to be honest here, I'm liking a million guys to go to the Los Angeles Chargers, but I actually think Gibbs to the Chargers, if they ended up uh, letting Eckler walk, I just think Gibbs would be awesome in that offense. I think they could use him all over the place. Um, I think they could pair him with another back if they let Eckler go or trade him. But I just think that could be a really high-powered offense uh, for many of the reasons uh, you guys said, is I think they'd utilize him in the passing game, and I think that's a key. Because I, I don't think he's a guy that needs 25 carries a game. I think he's a guy, if you can get him 10 or 12 carries, uh, and then you throw him the ball five or six times a game, he's going to get in space, and he's going to make plays. Again, I love all those landing spots. I feel like they're all prime. He's another one of those guys that maybe if he gets paired with another guy, you're slightly worried. But I just think that he doesn't need all the touches to be successful. So that's why I'm not super worried about his landing spot. Are either of you guys worried about that either? I think I think with Gibbs, I, I'm, I'm definitely on page with you, JT. I, I think as long as he lands in a role where they want to utilize him, he doesn't have to be a three-down back. Um, I know a lot of people are trying to compare him to Kamara. I don't necessarily see all of it. I think Kamara is a little better in between the tackles than I've seen with Gibbs. Um, but I think Gibbs has better straight line speed than Kamara did. But I think the comparison of 
how Kamara gets his points is a very accurate one. And that's what you would want Gibbs to do, right? Kamara doesn't rush for a thousand yards and all of his top seasons. He, he never had a thousand rushing yards. He just, he hit you from rushing and receiving. And that's what Gibbs could do. I think the only spot where I would be kind of disappointed if he went there would probably be the Lions. And it's really because they have DeAndre Swift, who to me, that's a very comparable running back. And, you know, I, I just, unless you're getting rid of Swift, then I would enjoy that because I, I think Gibbs is a, a running back where he can go to anyone that has a three down back and be a solid compliment to that running back. You know, like uh, like Sam was saying, he doesn't need to be that three-down running back because he has the ability to make the plays lining up outside or even, you know, catching the pass in the short routes and just making the play happen. Uh, we move on to what is what most people are considering the RB3 of this class. Uh, Zach Charbonnet, the running back out of UCLA, he's a little bit of a different runner than both these guys. He's kind of considered a little more that old-school between-the-tackles guy. He's one of the bigger running backs of this draft. Uh, didn't get a lot of catches in college, but they kind of gave him a little bit more work out of the backfield last year at UCLA. Uh, SC, start us off. Where would you want to see uh, – what do you think Zach Charbonnet could actually uh, come through and be a pretty productive fantasy back for you? Man, one of my favorite landing spots for any running back really this year will be the Los Angeles Rams. You know, if he goes there, um, I know a lot of people are high on acres, but year two coming off that Achilles injury is definitely hard. And so, you know, for him to go in there, I think Charbonnet could be that three down back for that team and kind of get that resurgence and kind of what we saw uh, with Todd Gurley. You know, just a guy that's going in there, grounding and pounding it, making all the plays, getting the yards, picking up, but also can pass catch. And I think that's something that they would like for Stafford at this point in his career, just someone that can kind of take that pressure off of him so he's not just sitting in the pocket and you actually actually run some play action because you don't know if they're giving it to Charbonnet. Yeah, Sam, what do you think? What do you like him? Um, I, I think I'm going to go off one that you talked about earlier, JT, but I think I'd like him on the Falcons. I, I think um, everything you said about Bijan going to the Falcons is 100% true for a runner. But let's just say, for example, they don't want to spend the eighth overall pick, but they want to drop a second or a third round pick, depending on how far Charbonnet falls and, and let him compete with Algier. I think he's a better player than Algier. I don't mind Algier as a as a number two, I've, I've never really been a believer as him being the 1A on a team. Um, but same thing's true, man. Arthur Smith, he comes from Tennessee. He wants to run that ball. And the Falcons had a sneaky good offensive line last year. You know, PFF had them top 10, which you probably wouldn't think just like, oh, like who has a good offensive line off the top of your head? The Falcons? But like they made holes for Algier and down the stretch, like he had some good games. So you put a better runner there and you give him maybe a 60 40 split i think that'd be a great spot for a charbonnet owner who's just looking for production out of that pick yeah i love that landing spot i, I agree with you if they took him in the second or third round i think he is a better algier as well so i think they would pound the rock with him i would absolutely love it if that was the landing spot and charbonnet was following me somewhere in that mid first round a team i kind of just feel like he feels like this type of running back. He feels like a Bears running back, a Chicago Bears running back. He almost feels like Montgomery. David Montgomery feels like some of the old school guys from the 80s and 90s. Uh, he is a guy that went to Michigan originally before he went to UCLA, and the Bears have a habit of really liking to draft Michigan guys. Um, I just feel like with them letting Montgomery go, they got uh, Herbert who's kind of going to be their third down back. They did sign uh, Foreman. I think he's a younger, better Foreman. And the fact that they signed Foreman makes me think that they they could find themselves – if he falls far enough down in the draft, I could see the Bears jumping on Charbonnet. And I actually think him next to Justin Fields is a pretty good landing spot. I feel like that could be a spot where they could give him enough carries. I don't know if he'd get a ton of stuff out of the backfield as far as receptions and, and whatnot, but he does feel like at least he'd have a shot to be productive. To piggyback quickly on that, JT, before we move on, I think something that dynasty owners should probably let's prepare for, right? We're thinking of all these dream landing spots for Bijan and Gibbs. Let's prepare for the Charbonnets of the world, or maybe Arby's three through five to maybe go to some of those spots. And you can still like that running back in that spot because you liked it for the same reasons. It's just not Bijan who we're going to like no matter where he lands. So exactly like you said, man, or, like, you know, Charbonnet lands in, in a different backfield like the Bears or the Falcons, like my example. But 
we still like these players. And if we like those situations with good lines, I do think they could still produce. Yeah, I agree with all that. Let's, for sure. let, yeah, let's throw a quick wrench in here real quick. Sam, give me one of the guys outside the top three running backs. Give me your next favorite guy and your next favorite landing spot, RB. Who, who do you like off the top of your head? Uh, so just wild card of the show. I just want to throw a landing spot in for Tajay Spears real quick. And I'm going with the Minnesota Vikings. I think if Cook leaves, I think Spears is the perfect guy to pair with Madison briefly. But I think he has a higher ceiling. Now, he's a riskier pick. You know, he has a lot of injuries in college, which I think could potentially hold him back. He has a couple knee tears. But when you watch that dude last year, man, Tajay Spears screams Aaron Jones to me. That's exactly what I saw. Smaller school, elusive guy who's a great runner. He just was playing against lower competition. So people tend to downgrade that, which is totally fair. But I think if Spears can land in a spot where he's going to get touches, I could see him being very efficient with those touches. And you could watch that carry count increase every week. SC, you got somebody that stands out in your mind? Uh, Someone that stands out will probably be I mean, Shazay Spears as well. I mean, but I would say with the Arizona Cardinals, you know, for the reason of, of James Conner is there. But, you know, James Conner has had injuries throughout his whole career. And I think he could just be a replica of what James Conner is for that team. And they're probably going to rely on the run a lot more because we don't know what's happening with Kyler. So you could definitely use him. You saw it kind of with Keontae Ingram. But Shazay Spears, I think, will be a better running back than that. So he can definitely easily just go in there and get some production. Maybe not right out the gate. But if you're getting him in the late third or even in that fourth round, he's not someone that might not necessarily need to be out the gate. But like Tyler Alger last year, he could be one of those necessary league winners because he gets the production at the end of the year. Yeah, I'm going to go with a guy that was my RB3 pretty much the entire year. But because of health issues and some different things missing out, didn't get a chance to take uh, part in the in the combine and miss his pro day. But Syracuse running back Sean Tucker, I if he can get his health issues cleared up, I think he's going to drop in the draft. And if he drops in the draft, I think there's a lot of places he could end up. But one of the spots that I just think he could be super productive if he gets the chance is the Buffalo Bills. Now, I know they've got a, a, a lot of guys in that backfield. They got Cook. They lost Singletary. They signed Damian Harris. I think he's a better Cook, and I think he's a totally different player than Damian Harris. And I think he's a similar type of player to Singletary, but just much more athletic, much better all-around player. I would love to see him in that type of offense where no one's really focusing on him. I just think he's a guy that he could get you know, 10, 15 touches a game and could be a really nice RB2 flex play for you as a guy that originally we're thinking, hey, you're taking this guy in the first round of rookie drafts. Now, depending on where he falls, I've, I've seen him drop as far as the fourth or fifth round in some of these mock drafts because people are just worried about his health. If that happens, this is a guy you maybe could steal in the third round of your rookie draft with first round upside. Uh, I just would love to see that. Uh, the Bills, I just think, would be a great spot for him. There's a couple other spots I, I think he would be productive too, but he's a guy I'm very interested to see where he goes because I'm probably taking a flyer on him uh, pretty much no matter what because if everything works out for him, I think you, you've got to steal if you get him in the third round. So this is an interesting class. You know, we've come wide receiver class after wide receiver class has just been outstanding lately. This is probably maybe one of the least high-end wide receiver classes, but still fairly deep. The guy everybody's talking about, Jackson Smith Najigba, Ohio State, missed the, pretty much basically missed the entire season last year, but was an absolute stud the year before. Everybody's kind of, he's on, from I would say most part, RB, or sorry, wide receiver one. Sam, where do you want to see JSN go? Uh, for JSN, I, I went with somewhere that I do think come tomorrow we may actually see him land as well, um, and that's the Houston Texans. I don't love the potential of that offense necessarily. I think it could be a rough year if they don't take a quarterback. Like we, you know, it's very up in the air. But what I will say about JSN if he lands on the Texans is that he immediately becomes their best offensive player. 
And if he is their best offensive player, that screams 120 targets to me. And JSN with 120 targets, I think every single dynasty owner would say, sign me up. Um, And I do think the offense will improve. You know, maybe it's not next year, but this is dynasty. It's not redraft. So we don't necessarily need wide receiver five year one. I mean, even look back at Garrett Wilson last year, like he finished high, but like he wasn't wide receiver two. I mean, like he did finish as a high end wide receiver, but um, I just think being the best offensive player on your offense is a great path to fantasy success. Yeah, I got to totally agree with you. I was just in a podcast earlier today where we talked about it and I said, I don't love the Texans. But JSN on the Texans for fantasy purpose is exactly what you said. This guy's going to be a target hog. And no matter who the QB is, I just see him putting up fantasy points no matter what. Even if they're the worst team in the league, I see him being a high-end wide receiver on that team. So I really like that landing spot. A quick one I'll throw in. This is very, very, I'm telling you, very unlikely to happen because I don't think he falls as far. But a dream scenario for me, I'd love to see him on the Vikings. I just think you pair him with Justin Jefferson, and now all of a sudden we've got maybe the best one-two wide receiver punch in the entire league. And I just think it, no matter who's playing quarterback, I just think that that would be just an unbelievable combo. But I, like I said, I don't think he gets into the 20s of them, and I doubt they move up for him. But that would be a – I just would love to see a duo like that together. SC, who are you liking uh, to, for JSN? Oh, I mean, kicked yeah. out real quick. See the kicks back on here. Um, uh, he got back. Same thing. You said, you know, I don't think he drops this far, but dream scenario would be the Los Angeles Chargers. I mean, he's already been in a wide receiver room with Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson, and he was the best wide receiver in that room. So I don't think the threat of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams are big to him because he could line up in the slot between those guys, and Justin Herbert will feed him. If, if he goes there and they run three wide receiver sets with all of them, like they tried to do uh, with Guyton or with even Palmer and have JSN instead, that could be just Justin Herbert's favorite target, and he could still be fed with that. Does he drop that far? No, I definitely don't think so. But if if there was a Jason Aaron and I got to chose the picks, I would let JSN drop that far and go to the Chargers because I would love that. Yeah, I'm going to piggyback on you right there. Jordan Addison, USC wide receiver, former Pitt wide receiver, one of my favorite players. That is my landing spot. If JSN doesn't go there, I absolutely would love to see uh, Jordan Addison go to the Los Angeles Chargers and start being that number one wide receiver for Justin Herbert. I just think, I mean, I've got a lot of picks in that six to eight range of rookie drafts, and I'm hoping Jordan Addison gets me right there. I want to take him. And if he's on the Chargers, I am, and I get him, I am just ecstatic because I think he immediately becomes a stud, even with Mike Williams, even with Keenan Allen. I think those guys are kind of on their way out, and I think there's plenty of room for Addison on that offense to get touches. And I just think he would be – I mean, he's already moved out to L.A. He already knows it out there. I just think he would be fan. Fantastic on it. What do you think, Sam? Who, where do you like to see Jordan Addison? Um, I love, I love the Chargers landing spot. I, I'm definitely with you on that. I think I would love a wide, any wide receiver going to the Chargers. Right? I think we all know with Herbert's arm, that'd be awesome. Uh, for Addison, I'm going with the New York Giants, and I think it it comes back to a similar idea. I went with JSN. Let's just call. Addison 75% JSN, right? He he does some of the things a little similar. I, I do think he's a little more, you know, he's not after the catch, maybe as good as JSN is. But I just think on the Giants, they don't have a, a number one wide receiver. They got a lot of twos and threes, right? Hodgins showed a little bit. I like Slayton as a deep threat. They signed about every veteran receiver you heard of seven years ago this offseason, whether it's Jamison Crowder or, you know, they signed some practice squad guys. Obviously, Darren Waller is a, a big get for them. But I just think Addison would carve out a, a really nice role on that team. You know, I don't think anyone drafting Addison is expecting wide receiver 10. But I think this guy is going to catch a lot of balls. I think he's a very solid wide receiver. He proved that he could be, you know, put up numbers at two different programs in college, whether that was with Pittsburgh or USC. And I think he'd be a great get for an offense that needs a, a guy on the outside 
but also someone that can move around. You know, Addison could play outside, inside. Uh, I think he's just a good route runner, and I think he'll be a successful player. What's up? I, I crashed your stream. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Thanks for uh, for joining us. Uh, you out in KC, right, Dustin? I am. I just got back to my hotel about uh, 20 minutes ago. Uh, just got home from the Trent Green house party, uh, which he threw to uh, support the Ronald McDonald house. Great event. Got to meet Trent Green. Uh, got to got my picture with Dustin Colquitt. Got to wear his Super Bowl ring. But I wanted to hop in about Jordan Addison. So I got to interview Jordan Addison today. And compared to all the other prospects I interviewed today, less than stellar. And boy, is he small. He's not just short. I mean, he's six foot roughly he seems i'm six foot and he seems smaller than me but he is skinny and not broad and when you look at it, someone compared to like zay flowers who's about the same height maybe if you just jay zay flowers looks jacked like jay zay flowers is thick and built and jordan addison just looked real skinny they were at a middle school this morning and i swear there were some middle schoolers that were just as big as jordan addison so i'm real concerned about jordan addison being able to compete with some bigger cornerbacks in the nfl just based on his size like it's okay if you're short, but like Zay Flowers is short but thick and he's muscular. Jordan Addison just did not look at it at all. So I wanted to hop in and throw in my two cents from Kansas City this morning. Uh, well, you guys are doing great. So I'll I'll leave now unless you guys got questions for me. Oh no, man, that's awesome. That's great, great. I know uh Addison, he is kind of a skinnier guy. Um he, he reminds me of some other players I've seen uh in the past. I, I think that he's a guy that knows how to use his body. I think Flowers has done really well about putting on some weight. And I want to see Addison get into uh, an NFL room where they, they can kind of put a little more weight on him as too. Uh, he is a smaller guy, but he is muscular as far as being a skinny guy. So I, I can't see where people are worried about him. I just feel like he's that type of player that just makes plays. He's just yeah. that type of guy that goes out there and gets it done. Uh, I, I've said this before, Marvin Harrison to me, he mm-hmm. Marvin Harrison is my all-time favorite player. I remember people knocking him for his size, saying, man, this guy's not very tall. He's really skinny. Are people just going to beat the crap out of him in the NFL? And he was successful because he learned how to adjust his game. I think Jordan Addison is going to be the same type of player to me. Yeah, I mean, Jordan Addison's definitely going to have to get in the NFL workroom and bulk up, and I think teams can do that. And I think that's the same thing with Bryce Young. When we start talking about size, it's not height. It's For me, it's the it's the weight and what how you add that weight on. But I'll also say I was not overly impressed with Jordan Addison from a, I don't want to say intelligence standpoint, but he didn't come across as the most uh, like quick with it, like engaging person. He was just kind of like, uh, yeah, he was just very much just flat, like very – very dull in his press conferences. Like didn't strike me like compared to Zay flowers and all the other guys who were like bing, bang, boom, like on a, I don't Jordan. Anthony, maybe he's just tired. What it is, but he just came across very much. Just like, meh, <laughs> like everything was just, yeah, I'm okay. Like everybody's going to, are you excited? He's like, yeah, I'm, I got an outfit. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Just nothing excited me about Jordan Addison meeting him. It wasn't like, Oh man, I'm excited for this guy. <laughs> I talked with Zay flowers for a good five minutes and watched probably 10, 15 minutes of him talking to other people. And I was like, Oh, I'm excited for this guy. I'm excited for where Zay flowers goes, especially if he goes to the bills. Um, Jordan Addison. I was just like, eh, he's just a dude. <laughs> so, but Hey guys, great yeah. show so far. Uh, thanks for letting me crash and uh, talk some players this, this night tonight. So I'm going to go hit the, hit the bed. Cause I'm pretty tired. It's been a long day. I'll meet you. I'll meet you up for some food and a drink tomorrow when I get to KC. All right. Sounds good. Have a good night guys. All thanks, right, man. Guys. See ya. Appreciate Bye. it. Well, that's another uh, a good spot to kind of jump in. He brought up Zay Flowers uh, and possibly, uh, you know, a good landing spot in Buffalo. I know people think they got to go wide receiver somewhere. The question is, is it Zay Flowers? Is it a Quentin Johnson? Who kind of gets to them? I kind of like that landing spot for Flowers in Buffalo. I think he's got a lot of high upside. Uh, where where would you guys uh, want to see a Zay Flowers land? Um. I, I was thinking Addison to Buffalo. You know, I, I thought Addison would be a great start, a wide receiver. They know how to use it with Cole Beasley, Khalil Sakir, or even Jamison Crowder. Addison could be better than all of them. But for Zay Flowers, I think he's the one that sneaks into the end of the first, and he goes to Kansas City. And he's someone that's just an undersized guy as far as his height. He doesn't, you know, not as big. But as he was saying, he's bulky. And I think he's he's quick enough to be like a Tyreek Hill. He's not him, not fast as him. But – 
with that wide receiver room, there is no clear one behind Travis Kelsey. And Travis Kelsey will still be that one. But say Flowers, the way he plays down the stretch, the way he's aggressive in the air with the ball, Patrick Mahomes will just love that. And I think that's something that they kind of wanted Sky Moore to become, and it really didn't pan out. So getting a guy like Zay Flowers there would just be phenomenal. If he goes to the Chiefs, I'm drafting him in the first easily. Yeah, if he if he ends up on the Chiefs, don't you guys think he maybe becomes a clear cut top you know, five top six guy. I mean, I think people lose their mind if Zay Flowers ends up on the Chiefs, assuming he's their top guy. I could see him jumping Addison, uh, possibly jumping some other guys, maybe even a quarterback here or there in a super flex. Uh, what do you guys think about him being top six if he gets a landing spot like Kansas City? Yeah, 100%. And I think you could almost say the same for most offensive players if they go to Kansas City. Um, you know, not to bring up bad memories for a lot of people, but we saw it with CEH, right? We, we saw it happen. We saw him jump from being behind Dobbins, Swift, and Taylor to being in front of Dobbins, Swift, and Taylor. And uh, it, it doesn't always work out, but I think with Flowers, I'm with you. Uh, the landing spot that I like for Flowers is Minnesota. And I think he's a very opposite player of Justin Jefferson. So... I think he would just really complement what Hawkinson and Jefferson do together. I think Flowers works in that third part of the field that those two guys aren't. And so I think he'd be super fun to see in that offense. Um, just as another weapon for Cousins or whoever it is down the line, um, you know, working across from Jefferson, you're going to get some one-on-ones. And Zay Flowers is one broken tackle away from a touchdown at any point. Yeah, next guy we want to talk about is Quentin Johnson uh, from TCU. If they do not go JSN, if the Texans do not go JSN, I could see Quentin Johnson being a really good fit there uh, and a guy that I'm not super high on personally, but if he went to Houston, I, he might go up my board a little bit. Just not, I don't think he'd be as productive as JSN by any means, but with the lack of weapons there in Houston, I just feel like he's going to get a lot more opportunities. So that's kind of where I'm starting with Quentin Johnson. No JSN. I would like to see him in Houston. Uh, Sam, where would you like to see Quentin Johnson land? Uh, so as I haven't used this landing spot the rest of the show, I'm going to take advantage and say I want Quentin Johnson to go to the Chargers. You guys got to say Chargers earlier. This is my chance to say Chargers. Um, I just, I remember when I first started watching Quentin Johnson in college, and I was just like, God, how awesome would it be to watch Justin Herbert throw 70 yards to that guy? Because all of Quentin Johnson's downfalls don't matter if you're just burning by everyone and Herbert's dropping it in there. Um, I, I do think Johnson is falling down the boards, and I do think it's kind of, a fine reaction. Like I think we've all watched his tape a little more noticed he body catches. He, he doesn't necessarily play to his size, but when it comes down to it, this is a class, just like Dustin was saying, this is a class of a lot of small guys. And that does help QJ stand out as someone who isn't small, right? He's a big guy and I'd love to see him in that chargers offense, just running. I don't even care if he's just running streaks. I think he could put up massive numbers. Uh, SC, what do you think? Uh, QJ, where do you want to see him? I love that, uh, you know, the, to the Chargers. And like you said, I mean, similar to KC, any wide receiver. Um, I have him going to the Giants. Um, I, I think, you know, that's a wide receiver room that isn't, you don't have a clear-cut alpha, and they brought in Darren Waller to be a big threat down the field, right? But I think that could be a clear-cut wide receiver one for Daniel Jones, and that's something that they need there. They need to address that wide receiver one for Daniel Jones for him to see further success. Uh, so if he goes there, I think that's not necessarily what Dabble kind of does with his wide receivers. He typically goes kind of smaller, I feel like. But if they got someone like that, I mean, QJ's a, a giant, you know, so that would just be a great spot uh, to throw down the field for Daniel Jones, in my opinion. Uh, we're going to jump into the tight end class here. Everybody's talking about this being a really deep, really good class. Everybody kind of knows you're usually waiting two, three years on these rookie tight ends before you really see um, a lot of production from them. We got some nice little hits last year from some guys like Dolchitz, Otten, uh, even Bellinger, McBride, who was 
the top guy off most, most guys' boards. He he didn't even see much action last year. But this is a deep class. I don't know if we're going to see a ton of production right out of the gate with these guys, but these are guys I'm excited to draft and hold on to in Dynasty Leagues. First guy everybody's talking about is Notre Dame tight end uh, Meyer. Just like Matthew Meyer, just a, a guy that seems like he can do a little bit of everything. Where do you want to see him, uh, SC? Where would you want to see him land? And do you think that makes him a guy that can be productive and, and hopefully something that you can put in your lineup right away? Uh, honestly, Detroit. I mean, they got rid of Hawkinson last year, right? And we didn't really see anything from the young tight ends that they had on the team to do anything kind of extraordinary. So I think if they got Michael Mayer, it's just like, okay, we just got rid of Hawkinson. We're going to go hang it. Another tight end that's just useful all around, can block, can catch the ball, can make the play. Uh, and I think that's somewhere, especially with what happened with Jameson Williams, where uh, he might be or he is out right now. We have him and Amon Raw. He could just feed some targets. And I think that's one of the prime locations for any tight end really just because i think they'll be utilized as far as getting targets um down the field as well yeah there's quite a few tight ends i would like to see end up in detroit whether it's one of the guys in the first round or whether they wait till the second or third round if there's a guy gets drafted by detroit he's gonna be on my radar in rookie drafts for sure uh i just like a lot of these guys uh sam what about you where do you like to see michael meyer from notre dame uh where do you like to see him end up uh, for Michael Meyer, I think I'm going to go with the New York Jets. And I, I think what I'm going to do is, you know, the Jets and the Packers swapped those 13th and 15th picks. I think I've seen about 30,000 mock drafts put Michael Meyer on the Packers. But guess who owns that pick now? That's the New York Jets because they slid back. And I think he'd be a great fit on that offense. You know, they, they got Garrett Wilson. They have a couple tight ends who they are overpaying more than anyone is overpaid for a tight end group. 20 million between Conklin and Uzama. I don't know where that came from, but I just think like you said, I think Mayer is, he's a good NFL tight end. Um, he He's my number two tight end at the moment before draft capital gets bumped in, you know, but, but if he goes in the first round, you got to take that into account. And I think he'd just be a solid player for the Jets. I don't expect him to be tight end one, tight end two, but he's a good solid player. And, and I think he can block and, and run routes, and you can split him out if you need to. And he doesn't have to be the alpha in that offense with Rodgers and Brees Hall and even Lazard out there who Rodgers likes, you know, and obviously Garrett Wilson. So, Yeah, I like that landing spot. I, I, I'm i going to say exactly what you just talked about, where everybody's mocking him to the Packers. I, I think that's a good landing spot for them. They just are hurting at wide receiver right now with uh, everybody gone, and everybody says, hey, young quarterbacks need a tight end. And I think being on the Packers might be one of the best spots for him as far as production wise could be uh, for fantasy purposes where he might see the most targets on a team like the Packers. So I like to see him go to the Packers for, for that reason. Uh, next up, Utah tight end Dalton Kincaid. A lot of people kind of feel like this is the guy that's the tight end to get for fantasy purposes, just because he's the best wide receiver hands of the group. Uh, Sam, where do you want to see Dalton Kincaid? Uh, I'm putting Kincaid on the Bengals, and I think this is a tight end spot that a couple months ago I think was more popular for people to be mocking to. I think a lot of mocks have moved from putting a tight end on the Bengals and putting a running back on the Bengals, which is fine too, you know, with all of the mix and news. Obviously, that totally makes sense, but, you know, every reason we want a running back on the Bengals is the same reason a tight end could succeed there. It's just that offense is going to put up a lot of points. They have two amazing wide receivers, and I really like Tyler Boyd, but his his production is declining, and I think what you're hoping is that if you get a good tight end in there, he can kind of take over that slot-ish role, kind of run the middle of the field with Higgins and Chase outside, and I think it'd just be a good spot to develop. I'm, I'm definitely not super in on the Irv Smith train and Cincy. That doesn't really bother me. I, I like it as a signing. I think it gives Irv Smith a flying chance to be something again but i think it'd be a great spot for cincy and if it was kincaid i love it let's see what do you think about kincaid i actually love cincy i mean you know you think about hayden hurst he had some great times out in cincy and dalton kincaid is a better hayden hurst right so i think that's something that could definitely be awesome i have them in philly now i mentioned earlier there was that rumor of, of derrick henry going there just imagine a scenario of aj brown Devonte smith dallas goddard 
Dalton Kincaid and Derrick Henry with Jalen Hurts. I just love that picture in there. That's just something that I think will just help out Jalen Hurts to be more efficient, even better as a passer, going down the stretch to have those two monster tight ends that can both catch the ball and make some plays. But guess what? You have two field stretchers on the outside as well and your wide receivers that can just, you know, be the high-tempo offense if you need it. So uh, I have him going to Philly. Uh, I, I think that would just be a dream scenario and somewhere where, Jalen Hurts, if anyone's going to feed out his whole wide receiver room and tight end room, it could be Jalen Hurts. So I would love to see him there. Nice. I like that. Uh, the, I'm going with another NFC East team, the Dallas Cowboys. He just feels like the perfect guy to replace Dalton Schultz. He just seems like a much more talented, better Dalton Schultz. And Dalton Schultz, for nobody really expected him to be what he ended up being in Dallas. And I, I just think you put Kincaid on that team with Dak. I just think he immediately becomes a one, you know, first year fancy impact at tight end, especially with how bad the tight end, you know, the second half, third half group of tight ends have been the last couple of years. I love Kincaid in that spot. Um, for those are kind of the top guys. Is there another tight end out of this next middle group you guys love? Sam, is there anybody you want to see land in a certain spot? Uh, certain spot, I mean. Or just a tight end you love in general that you um, just think is going to be productive. So, someone random that I just want to throw out there. And, and I'm going to preface this by saying tight end is a difficult position where I think you need to worry entirely about the upside of a player and not care about the downside. There are enough tight ends, seven through 20s, that score within 20 points of each other every year. Um, and a guy that I think just going late, I wouldn't mind taking a flyer on in the fourth round of a rookie draft, let's say, is Luke Musgrave. I, I think he's shown that he can be a really good player. He was very hurt. He barely played this year. Um, I just think, you know, he's got a very athletic profile. Like, think Greg Dolchich, but he was hurt and didn't really have the numbers. So I don't think he's going to be as hyped. And I'm not saying that I'm reaching up into the second round to take this guy. Um, it's just kind of like last year, you know, I was all over Chigokonkwo, just athletic tight ends with a ceiling and no floor. And if they hit, it's awesome because they can make some plays. Yeah. Yeah. SC, who do you like? Uh, let, let's go ahead and say Gronk 2.0 and go Zach Koontz. You know, if he goes somewhere like New England, I mean, that's just him and Hunter Henry can be feasting. He's someone else that got injured last year, so we didn't see a lot of him. But when you did see him play, he is a very athletic tight end for his size. He's like 6'7", 6'8". He's a big guy, and he can, you know, win the aggressive catch. And he's pretty fast. We saw that at the combine. So uh, I think going there, and especially – with New England, that's like really the – I don't want to see wide receivers go there. But if someone like Zach Koontz goes there, I think Billy Belichick uh, could definitely utilize him and definitely use that for Mac Jones. Yeah, I like both of those. Uh, the guy I like, I'm liking is Iowa tight end Sam Laporta. And Laporta's the guy I've got going to the Lions. I think the Lions wait and take him in the second round, and I just feel like he's a guy that could fit in perfectly with that Lions offense. He's a guy can block but also can catch the ball. He doesn't need to be that huge breakaway guy because they've got those guys. He just needs to make the underneath catches and kind of and just keep moving those chains. So I like Sam Laporta. He's the, I, I'm going to be taking, I'm telling you what, a lot of fourth and fifth round tight ends in rookie drafts. I'm going to just be loading up and taking as many of these guys as possible, stashing them on my taxi and see who hits because I just think there's a lot of talent. We might not see – you know, guys come out this year and really show up and, and, and be playable. But I just think there's a lot of talent that you're going to see down the road. Uh, let's close this thing out here, Sam. Um, kind of give me your final thoughts. Let everybody know where they can find you. Yeah, uh, thanks for having us on on the first episode of The Stew with JT Brewman. It was super fun, JT. I, I know we've discussed it, but can't wait to be featured every once in a while with you. Um, my final note, I think for the the 2023 class is not to be a downer point, but I think if you're in the late round, late round one, I would consider moving that pick or trading down. Um, I think there's a deep class and I think there's a lot of guys. I just don't know if there's the separation between let's say one seven and two five that you might be looking for. So if you can trade down and get say two, two and two eight for one eight or something, 
I don't usually like to do that, but this might be the class to do it in. Uh, but if you want more super downer takes on the 2023 class, hit me up down on Twitter here. Where's Waldorf? Uh, trying to grow that follower account. Really want to interact with people. And I'm so excited for the draft tomorrow, man. So uh, thanks for having me on. Yeah, definitely uh, check him out on his Twitter page. Go out there if you haven't liked him already. Like and follow him. He's a great contributor at Dynasty Pros, helping us out on a bunch of shows and on the site. SC, let everybody know where they can find you and all your shows and good stuff like that. Yes, sir. Uh, you know, also thank you for having us on. You know, I'm excited to continue to do um, chats with you, whether it be this or Debbie or just you know fantasy football. It's always fun uh, talking with both of y'all. Um, Landing spots is something I want to say for the later guys. Look at those landing spots because if you don't get that first round capital, it's like, okay, where are they going and will they be utilized on their team right away? If you're going for those third round picks and stuff like that, you know, you could go BPA, but guess what? If someone has a better landing spot, you might want to go after them because they might get some playing time right away. Uh, you can find me at the PPR show on Twitter, on YouTube, the PPR show, uh, doing some events there. And yeah, man, again, just thank you very much for having me. I had some fun today. Yeah, I appreciate you guys coming out, hanging out with me here on the first episode ever of the Steve with JT Brew. I appreciate you guys uh, hanging out with me. It was a great time. I've done some other shows with you guys, and it's always uh, fun times. You can check me out at uh, JT Orange on Twitter. Hit me up there anytime. I'm in a bunch of the discords all over the place, JT Orange or JT Orange 4. If you haven't had a chance, go like the show at JT Brew Stew, just a little bit uh, backwards there, JT Brew Stew on Twitter. Check us out on the YouTube channel, Dynasty Pros Football. You can find us there. Uh, I write content for DL, uh, DLF. You can find all kinds of my articles and things uh, there as well. Give me any kind of questions, anything you got. I like to do everything. I play everything. Best ball, IDP. I do a great uh, show uh, every couple Mondays with uh, SC and with a number of guys, Tommy, over at Dynasty Pros. We do a Debbie breakdown every year. Go ahead and uh, search that up on Dynasty pros ff on uh youtube if you haven't seen it yet we've got them recorded on there go back and check those out leave uh leave us a comment and i just appreciate everybody for uh hanging with us very first time we'll, we'll be uh back here uh quite often from uh here on up thanks for everybody uh have a good one happy drafting uh you up on trades and why you move? You ain't designed to lose. Find you jumping over seemingly nothing. Racking up points makes the game a little more fun to watch. Can drop release. We started with the mock draft and now we making a mockery up. Very nice, very nice. My bad about my camera. I don't know if it was my camera or